Welcome. You're listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Visit us on the web at vedanta.org. Today our topic is Fundamentals of Spiritual Life. As we just chanted, we all want to see the sweetness the love, the joy, the blessings everywhere. We want to feel that we are filled with that joy. We are that manifestation of that absolute sweetness, love, joy, blessings and purity. And in simplistic language this is called God-realization. Seeing God feeling the presence in every moment of life and every breath and in whether we are in waking, in dream or sleep, to be aware in this consciousness of the divinity, goal of life, purpose of life is this. Ramakrishna have given a simple language, the goal of human life is God-realization. And to build up our life is called a spiritual life. That what is spiritual life? That is the life which lives in spirit. Or that is the life which is saturated with the consciousness of the divine. That's a wonderful philosophy and very nice to hear, nice to talk about, but very difficult to make it into a reality. This highest goal, which is termed as God-realization, is in different schools of philosophy, philosophical thoughts, that is termed differently. Some say it is called nirvana, state of nirvana. Some say brahma-jnana. Some will say state of sthita-prajna, steady wisdom. Some will say reaching the state of perfection, reaching the state of samadhi, attaining nishreyas, and different language indicate to the same truth which spiritual life means. Though all the traditions that we find that talking about reaching that state, at what is that state? We go through all the religions of the world indicating us to reach a point where there will be complete cessation of all suffering. Buddhism, Hinduism, Christianity, Islam, wherever you go, that the goal is to reach a point where there is a complete cessation of all our sufferings, all our unpleasant experiences of life, and not only it's a negative way, suffering, complete cessation of our fear, anxieties, worries, death, and all negatives. And that's the negative side. And positive side, reaching a state of absolute joy, of absolute peace and steadiness and stability. And never to lose that state. That is the goal of life. And when we read the scriptures, our, immediately we get very inspired. Ah, that will be great. And normally, particularly Vedantic wisdom is such an appealing idea. The day we hear, I am not a sinner. The day I hear that I have great potentiality in me. I am really that divine. I am that pure Satchidananda. Instantly what happens? It gives us great boosting into our mind. Yes, that is the blessings of Vedanta. I, we can, I will focus today on Vedanta. I have an idea that we can talk from all the different four yogas idea, bhakti, yoga or karma, how that we pay attention mostly the exciting part of it, thinking about the goal where we have to reach, 
And when they say, you are divine, you are pure, you are not the body, not the mind. And it is so appealing, within few days we feel that we have understood everything of Vedanta. And yes, as to also Vedanta says, to listen, what is Vedanta? Day and night think, I am Atman, I am Atman, I am Atman, you will be Atman, undoubtedly. If you think of the body, 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 you will be body. If you think of the Atman, 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 you will be Atman only. And that's a wonderful message. And after listening few days, we feel that, wow, I've got it. But when you face the challenges of life, immediately we find that all these thoughts are in the high realm of our intellectual understanding, but it is not getting reflected in my life. Why is the missing point? Missing point is that we pay attention to the goal, talking about the goal, but not going to the root fundamentals of our how our practices. What practice will lead me to this end? The end and means. Means, first to idea, idea where I am going. The goal is to be fixed. That's good. Goal is nirvana, goal is God realization, goal is self-knowledge, goal is to attain to a place of absolute calmness, serenity. Okay, goal. Now what to do? Only talking about the goal will not reach the goal. As Bhakti Sutra also says, we are talking about uh, food does not uh, give you, uh, you satiate your hunger. You have to get to get the food, whatever available, how to prepare the meal, get collected, prepare it, and then, then, then you can think of eating and then digesting, then feeling the oneness with it. So this is the our point which focus today's discussion is on this point that we hear about all these wonderful spiritual end results of spiritual life, that illumination and and proclamation that I am that divine, I am that perfect, not that what I see. So we feel very excited and think that it is not that difficult to reach that destination but we feel soon frustrated, despondent, and lost that seeing no immediate impact in our life. It may be momentary impact, but to make it stable in our life, we need something to pay attention to the fundamentals of our practice. So we miss the important point. Are we ready? Just you are asking for becoming the president of the country. Are you ready with your money, with your um, political background and this and that? Everywhere there is some requirement. Even going to have a most ordinary job, you get a training a few days. Even to any, any sweeping, even cleaning, there is a training to be an efficient cleaner. Cook, you need to, there is schools. So, for, and this knowing about this truth, which cannot be perceived feasible, physically through the eyes or the senses, they are very insignificant tools. It cannot give a taste of that. It is only the fine and pure state of mind can perceive little of that infinite truth. How much preparation is necessary? And we have to pay attention to the preparatory part. Not just uh, cooking is good. Those who are good cooks, you all, you know. Cooking is very good. But cooking is nothing. Cooking is the end part of your work. But you know, start from your preparation. Three days before you are planning. Oh, I will do this, and then I'll have to bring this, I'll go to the shopping, I'll have to go to collect this thing, oh, it is not, it is not here, we'll have to bring it. Collect all these things, and then you dress the vegetables, wash it, dress it, and prepare, prepare, prepare. And cooking, in comparison to the preparation, cooking is very quick. And when the cooking is done, eating is much easier. So, the point is that 
we should have to prepare ourselves. And that part we miss. We don't pay attention to the part where we need to prepare ourselves to make us more competent. That's the competent, adhikari. It is adhikari means who is a competent student. Anyone can go and approach the university. I want to get admitted. They will not take me. They say, hey, show your prerequisites. These are the prerequisites. Are you filled it? And then come in. Huh? So, in spiritual life also, we need much preparation. And that is a fundamental preparation to build up a character. Main thing is character. Pure character. A person with dignity, with truthfulness, with honesty, with celibacy, with higher values of life. That will be the foundation of spiritual life. If we miss this ground, you are building up a superstructure. But if the ground is not ready and it is not made stable, naturally the foundation, without foundation, the superstructure looks nice, but it crumbles into dust. With little earthquake, little shaking, it falls and cracks into and gets destroyed. So here, are we competent? Have we worked upon the basic fundamental work and grounding, groundwork, prepared the ground. That's why Ram Prasad, the mystic poet, used to sing, Monre Krishi Kajanona Amun Manov Janam Railapati Abad Kolepulto Shona Monre Krishi Kajanona. Oh, my mind, you do not know how to cultivate. No? Your ground, you have to prepare the ground. If you were an intelligent person, you could have brought a great result of your crops, like a gold, you could have earned gold in your land. And you didn't know how to do it. You didn't take out the weeds, you didn't take the fertilize it, you didn't make it ready for harvesting. You do not know how to harvest. So this is the preparation, preparation, preparation. Even you put uh, very first-class seeds and in a stone or in, it falls into the rocks and ground, hard ground, it doesn't sprout. So potentiality is there. Seeds are there everywhere. Only to prepare, it needs a grounding. So that is very important. Means should be perfected. And to reach that goal, that destination, Proper care is not taken into the means, the end will be there because our scriptures say that nothing is lost in spiritual life. Whatever you do, it will take you ultimately to the goal. But it takes longer time and the mistakes and moving around, round and round and round and losing the time. So it is very important, Gita says, that uh, that. If you practice salpam, a little, a minimum spiritual practice, salpam trayate, it can redeem you, mahato bhayat, from the great boy fear, great fear of losing our life, dying, and in suffering and death. No, you can cross that, even if lost. But if one wants to get the best benefit of it, one should make oneself more competent. Uh, see, in musical world, uh, those who go for music, see how long the vocalist, uh, how many hours in the morning, uh, there was a uh, man who was learning the um, classical music. And his teacher will say that you have to practice in early morning. So in his early morning, he starts his practice. The nearby people, oh, they are so disturbed because his voice is hoarse and he does not, it is not pleasing at all in the early morning and they, their sleep get disturbed. No? But the same person practicing, though 
he ap- he apologized to everyone sorry my voice is like that but i have to practice please forgive me and then he became a great singer and the same voice turned into a sweet voice so it's a practice but without fundamental doing all these things that is a tendency i i, I saw many and i was also one time a classical music you go to the ragas and raginis and this this care this preparation it goes long time to work on those basics and then they don't teach you any song are we are trying to sing a song uh, so quickly we will be singer and the teacher will say no you have to first nidha pa ma pa ga ma pa you have to go on those day and day and then improvise improvise your voice will be tuned to the notes then you'll learn song but who cares for that we want to be musician first the story the story goes that a teacher a student went to find a good teacher and she went and saw that one teacher with his students are there so he asked what is the duty of a student and what is the duty of a teacher and he learned that student have to do so many things get up early morning then do take a shower and do all these practices and then finished immediately then you go for collecting firewood in the forest and then bring those and then make dough and other things prepare the breakfast for the guru and your all the brothers and all this too many work too many work to on and and then 24 hours almost engage 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 work 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 and then he said what is the my duty of the teacher a teacher just sits and he gives advice instructions so the students said that plus sir please make me the teacher first so so teacher we want the end result but we don't want to practice how to be a teacher so this is the problem in our spiritual life we are all maybe practicing 10 years 20 years 30 years and sometimes we to ourselves if we are sincere we see how much uh, we have progressed sometimes we feel frustrated no it is like i was giving an today which was like that i my phone was uh no charge this phone has two sides with the charger one side the i plugged that side and the other side was with the main plug point and the plug was out because i tested my blood pressure last night <laughs> so and i didn't plug it this phone but when i found in the morning the phone is not charged at all it is so what happened to it i missed the plugging into the plugging the cord into the main line no it was the connect with the electricity out outlet no i didn't connect it to outlet so we have to connect there if it is not connected the charge will not make it any success so spirituality is like that we have to go to the foundational thing and then build up that that connection will lead to the goal of uh, its uh, success so even every book that's why i said that one should be careful about the means which takes us to reach the goal destination if we are reading yogavasis to many of you are hearing again but here he says there is a great book it says that yogavasis is the highest of the philosophy okay good but what does it say it talks about the competence a very beginning you will find what is the competent aham baddho vimukta shyam iti jasyasti nischaya who is confident he is who understands that i am bound i i am in suffering and i need to be liberated from this bondage of birth and death and suffering and pain these dualities of heat and cold and uh, that day to day life where we confront things of pleasure and pain i am bound by that that person first point he should have this urge that i am in bondage if there is no idea that i am in bondage why shall i come to god and vedanta or any bhakti school why do i go to temple if i am somebody says uh, why uh, one gentleman used to come to my gita class when one of our uh, seritos classes he used to say come and say why are you talking about so much suffering 
In my life there is no suffering. I don't understand it. <laughs> he does not understand what is suffering. So if it, or any any problem. So if he has no, I said, oh, if it is so, you have no problem. This class is not meant for you. First of all, you have to feel that you have some suffering. You go to a doctor. If you are feeling that you have good health, why will you go to doctor? So this, you come to Gita, Bhagavad Gita, and there is some prescription. So if you think that you have no understanding about what the premise is, then you are not fit for this. So Odhikari. So either you are a Brahmagani, or I didn't say, otherwise, or you are most uh, ignorant. <laughs> so, so, but it is not this book. The Yogabhashishta says it is not for that person, who is dull and in, insensient about the uh, the, 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 the pews don't say that, oh, I am suffering and I am happy. It is a human being will say. Even a bird or uh, animal will show some expression of joy and suffering. No? But if one is so dull that he does not understand what is the suffering in life or, or God has made him so happy that he is happy with whatever is available, then he does not need this. So it is that he is not a competent student. Scripture is saying he is not necessary to come to Vedanta, not needed to go to meditation practice or any other discussion because I am happy within myself. I don't need anything. Good. Not Tajga and also the person who have realized the highest truth. This book is not meant for that because he is established in that truth. So only who is Odhikari, who is the competent student, who feels that I am in bondage and I need to be liberated from this suffering and pain. And there it says, we have read, that there are blessings, grace is necessary. First, Atma Kripa. This is my bondage. I will have to bless myself with this understanding that I am in bondage. I need to be free. And then you go to the scripture, Shastra Kripa. Shastra, this scripture will tell you, this is this, analyze the life to the right and left, threadbare analysis, and will prove that how in this middle of this suffering and pain, there is a way out, how the sages have done this, and there are step by step. And then go to a guru. Mere reading the scripture will not give anything. Guru Kripa. And of course, nothing will happen without Ishara Kripa. Ishara Kripa means God's grace. Guru's grace, God's grace. Now these two things are sometimes said. Guru's grace, you need not have to think about. God's grace, you are not to think. It is already there. Because we have no kripa of our own, no grace of our own, I don't feel that I am in bondage, so I am happy. That's why when misery comes, people think about God, think about spiritual life, why it is happening, why I am being tormented by this. But when everything goes smooth, we don't need God at all. So that's why the student should be careful about that feeling should come, his own mind should deal and the situation, analyzing the situation, that it is, I am in bondage, I want to be free. And that mind should be a friendly mind which will show grace upon us and that will lead us to study the scripture and to understand the meaning. If, if, if I am not ready, that we read the scripture, we make a wrong meaning, opposite meaning. Uh, it is such, in this, Ramakrishna said it is sugar and sand. Even in the scripture, two types of words you will find. Unless you are really a sincere student, you cannot get to that scripture. Then you go to Sadhu Sangha, holy company. These are all Yogabhasis to suggesting. That book of absolute non-dualism is suggesting you need sadhu sangha. And ultimately, Vashishta says, it is the, the wisdom of the student. Students' intense, sincere craving of knowing about the knowing the truth and his inner intelligence. Wisdom, that is very important. So Gita also says that who is competent? He says, 
who is free from raga, attachment, and desu aversion, and he or she is not attracted to bishoyan, the sense objects, which is their senses are always dragged towards that, always the senses are dragged forcefully to the sense objects, and controlling that mind, who can focus on that truth, they only get the peace. So here, so many ideas have been given. Attachment and aversion is very natural. Our senses will fall on the sense objects, but it needs preparatory thing. Shall I be deluded with this, or shall I go beyond it? Shall I get it this momentary pleasure and pain? Pleasure, not pain. We don't want pain. Pain comes in in the process, but shall I want this pleasure momentary, or I want eternal? So that type of analysis and facing the challenge there. That means building up the character again, again, again. Uh, truthfulness, honesty, purity, uh, all the selfless activity, all these suggestions, the scripture suggests we are to pay attention to that and build up the life parallelly, side by side. And then the end result will be easy for us to attain. Vivekachuramani, it says that this vivekino viraktasya samadhi gunashalinaha mumuksha eva hi brahma jiggasha jaggata who is a competent student for reading the Vedanta or the vivekachuramani suggest that vivekino those who have the analytical mind vivek what is vivek? nitta anitta vastu vivek what is nitta? what is anitta? what is permanent? what is impermanent? This first, this should strike into the mind. Am I holding to him the, that which will give me permanent joy or permanent realization of the truth? Or I am holding, running after something which is momentary and by the time I touch it, it runs away from my grip. So, viveko. And not vivek. Any many people can analyze this is good, this is bad. But few people have the courage to give up what is unnecessary, what is impermanent, and hold on to what is permanent. The next step, be raktasa. More importantly, samadhi gunashalina. These are the point, fundamental point. Samadama, etc. What is that? Samadama, then titiksha, uparati, shraddha, samadhan. These are the six treasures. It's called the treasure. We'll have to collect six treasures. You are moving to a distant land uh, and you need to collect some wealth in your pocket uh, because it will be needed in your journey. So these are the prerequisites. What is that? According to Viveko Churamuni, first is Viveko. First one person, before going to anything, must have this fundamental point, what I want in life. Eternal versus momentary, absolute or relative. So what is permanent to analyze that? So viveka is, according to him, nitto anitta vastu viveka. Pariganyate, this is considered to be viveka. And then vivek vairagya, then, then we have to vivek is not enough, we have to give up what is impermanent. That's another courage, that's a building of a strength. It, it does not come. Mere talking will not do. Uh, I know that sweet is very good to the tongue, but not for cholesterol or some health issues. But still, I analyze only, but I never give up. That will not give the result. Therefore, next important thing, if I know it is impermanent and you know it is permanent, can I hold on to the permanent? Though I fail hundred times, but still, again and again, this is our effort in spiritual life. Every day we have to be very watchful. Okay, things come in life, we get disturbed, we may be involved into it too much. But is it that I am holding on to the permanent or eternal or divine or impermanent or which is momentary or which is going to be lost by any means? So this is the one 
and if it is so, I hold on to this. The truth, I hold on. What is blissfulness? Which will, oh, this is giving a greater description. What is that? In this life, Amutra means after life, after I die, I will go into heaven. People have much conception that I will after death, I will go to heaven for higher pleasure, higher joy. But no, 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 I don't care for that. Even the heavenly joy is temporary, limited by time. I don't care for that. So one should have the guts to think day by day. Anything fleeting, maybe for one year, maybe for ten years, maybe for hundred years. Hundred years is a limited in the time span, time, space and position. In this, in this journey, it is only limited. So I don't care for that. That courage should be there in the heart of a student. That's a competent student. We'll have to focus on that. Without focusing, it is called srotapanna. Srota means the flow. You move in the flow of the river. River flows no, in one direction. It is very easy. You just, just float. It takes you to wherever it takes. No? But you have a destination. Then you have to swim across, swim against sometimes. Uh, in the Belur Mot, where is our headquarters? There is Mother Ganga is flowing. No? It goes to the... Uh, High tide, low tide. So in a low tide, it goes to the ocean side. High tide, water comes like that. You want to go to, say, Belun Mot is here. Dakshineshara is here. Huh? So if you go north side, so you are going this way. But that is the low tide time. What will you do? You will float. So it will take you to the ocean. It will not take you to Dakshineshara. If you want to go, then you say, I don't want to go. That side, I will go upstream. And then upstream is a struggle. You have to swim, but you are swimming, but you are being pulled back. Because our past samaskaras are there, past impressions are there. So though we want, but we are helpless. But still, have you that zeal and strength to hold on to that? That is important. That's why, and who cares for heavenly joy? It is much, it's the same joy, little extended joy. But it is to be achieved through so much of activity. No, I don't care for that. I want that absolute realization of truth. And then it said, Samadhi, Sataka Sampatti. You have to have some six treasures. Very important to collect those treasures. What is called? Brahma Sattam Jagad Mitha Evang Rupa Vinishchaya. That is the Viveka, the analysis. Brahman alone is true. Everything is only name and form. Then, courage to jihasa ya darshana svabhanadhi. Jihasa means the desire to give up. Give up whatever pleasure we find through the senses and which drags me out of my God consciousness. It's poison to me. I give up. That strength. And even, he says, you become Brahma. You become the God, Goddess, no? with your good karma. You can give up that attachment also. Six treasures. What is that? Shama. What is Shama? Shama is described as that you keep your mind focused in God and renouncing the, all the sense objects which drags us down, which makes us forget God. That type of that means it is a self-restraint, a person living of character. You know, all our senses are always pulling us in different directions. And if we don't pay attention to that, and at the same time, do meditation and pray, then it is not bringing the result because it is creating the impression to go to the opposite direction. And that's why our meditation becomes so disturbed. So attention is to be given. That, that shama, practice of shama, renouncing, virajya, vishaya, bratat, all the sense objects, and understanding, it is not that. For my spiritual growth, it is now obstructing. After you realize God, of course you can enjoy everything, because God is everywhere. But at the beginning, if you say God is everywhere and go to enjoy, then you are stuck. So that's why student, as a student, we must have to pay attention no, no, no. Though it is, 
for our livelihood, for our living in the life, we need food, we need things to be experienced and enjoyed. But not lustfully, not that makes us forget about our divine self and divine heritage. Soma. So keep the mind always in God as per Shankaracharya's suggestion. It's not me telling. Shankara says that virajya vishaya brata, you renounce or detach from the sense objects. Why? Because this is not this beneficial for me. It is faulty. It has this negativity because it drags us down towards the worldliness, towards attachment, to deep darkness rather than taking us towards the light and illumination and permanent joy. And always to focus on the mind in my own ultimate goal that I, I am a student. I want to see, realize the divine. I want to see God. I should not be at, attached to these things. It will make me forget about God. Dhamma. Then one treasure is Shama. That means keeping the focus in the mind and analyzing the, all the sensory objects which takes our mind away. It is not beneficial for me. That's the Shama. Dhamma. It is a Vishaya Bhopara so all the senses, eyes are going that side. You bring it back to your center of your perception. And then you think that I am not interested in that. That's all self-control. This is all talking about here comes Brahmacharya. Here comes truthfulness. Here comes all the values which has been mentioned, which are very essential for spiritual growth. So it is not indulging into the senses. But in your life you need to normal eating food and other things. That is nothing wrong. But it's talking about when we get, in the, we get involved into it too much and forget our goal. So Dhamma is that you have to control your senses and put them back to your own focus. Tritiksha to life in life to endure. Sahanam sarvadukhanam. In life, who can say there is no suffering, there is no pain, there is all this are every day in physical level, mental level, emotional level, intellectual level, we have. But we have to learn and build a character which will be able to endure. Sahanam sarvadukhanam, whatever it comes. Because my goal is a very great goal. So I should not be perturbed with all these things and disturb myself. But we do that. We may fail hundred times, but attention is to be given, not in sitting in the temple only or doing japa only. It is nothing wrong, but should not be focused there, but it should come to our practical life and day-to-day -day life. Bhajan and withdrawing means mind function ceasing to be affected by external objects. That's the Uparati. And Another important thing, you should have, we should have Shraddha. Shraddha means faith, trust. Whom? To whom? Not to every, every person, everyone who says anything, but to scriptures, to the holy people, uh, to the message of the Gita or the Bible or say of the gospel, uh, Upanishads. So, Listen and have faith in them. First of all, don't just throw away, oh, these are all garbage. This all somebody has created out of their own mental imagination. No. And faith in God's words and faith in Guru's words. So, script suggested here, Sastrasya Guru Vakyasya Satya Buddhya This is very important point. Spiritual growth will never happen unless you trust your guru. You trust the words of your teacher. That what is beneficial for spiritual life to follow, instructions you got. Have faith. You, some people say, oh, I got mantra and this is not working. And they go to another guru, stronger guru. Stronger guru is not necessary. Stronger practice is necessary. Stronger faith is necessary. Uh, even Ramakrishna said, and uh, whom Holy Mother said, that one got a mantra, Shrukshmini Devvai Nama or something. 
she could not pronounce the word rukmini ruku 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 and she was practicing ruku 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 mantra and rukmini came back like ramakrishna said if a baby calls upon father not knowing oh father let's say ba pa does not father respond to that question so this is the question that shastrasya guru vakrasya satya buddhi avadharanam these are true i will have to don't outright reject them this is useless because i many people many people do that reading one line of the some scripture make such a bad comment eh, it is worthless why it is here hari you give your keep your faith study well and see and ultimately if in your realization it contradicts just just superficial reading and you reject that should not be for guru and the scripture sa shraddha that is called the shraddha and samadhan means sarvada sthapanam buddhe shuddhe brahmani if one you can always keep your mind always trying to pull the mind back into the calm serene state of our personality which is the divine that brahman or atman so shankara then said says that if one has no now here is the shankara again warning of shankara shankara warns in the verse number 29 and 30 of viveka churamuni a lack of renunciation or desire to attain to the goal leads us to nowhere so if we have no renunciation vairagya that means impermanent what is impermanent i have no detachment for that and i have not earned any attachment for the permanent truth which is god or brahman and mumuksha and, and i am desirous to reach the goal if these two things are not there it does not lead anyone to any ultimate goal one must pay more attention to these four aspects of spiritual practice lofty words do not bring illumination then you may say uh, then but vedanta says only shravana manana nididhasana is it not always we hear vedanta is what listen reflect and contemplate shravana manana nididhasana what what the conflict i am atman i'm not the body huh? so that is this ah yes that should be you have to go but there are steps you see i was just here i find several things to go through then you find the steps and uh, in the viveka churamuni find so fundamentals of spiritual life is preparing ourselves making us competent and must have that side is to be emphasized in our life sami vivekananda said again take care of the means and the end will take care of itself you need not have to think of the end you are taking a car you want to go to san diego you first take the right direction and believe that direction is leading you to the goal guru shastra and follow that and don't go whimsically maybe you are attracted as i give the example going to san diego on the way you find arvine spectrum and you are you are driving and very lighted you feel so much attracted okay let me go let me go and go to that exit huh? you can go there but it is a momentary misunderstanding and then you have to reject that and then come back again to the freeway and move again so similarly we have to pay attention to the journey not to the destination when you are driving the car pay attention where you are what is the next car on your right side left side who is going to hit you or what not whether you should change the lane or not pay attention don't think san diego san diego san diego and you distract your mind there so be attentive to your spiritual practice you make the build up the character be strong be re- renunciate in this way detached live in the world not to be focusing on the external changeful thing to the unchanging so here we find shankara puts emphasis on first point as i have said viveka we should have to analyze permanent and impermanent 
critically, day and night. Anything, I'm moving in the world, I'm in the impermanent, but let me understand, is it permanent? Or there is something behind this impermanent, that permanent. Behind the change, there is unchangeable something. So that's Viveka. Bairagya, oh, that is unchangeable. Let me hold on to that and not pay much attention to that which is changing phase of these things. No? Don't pay attention only to the ripples and waves and bubbles in the surface of the ocean. Pay attention to the ocean. That should be the next step. Third step, the six treasures I have just ta talked about. Shama, Dhamma, Titiksha, Upurati, Shraddha, Samadhan. These are building up our character. With this treasure, we will have to make a journey into the infinity. And then intense desire for, I want to be liberated. I don't want to stay in this horrible state of, in the flux of existence, which is impermanent, moment to moment, moment to moment. How many days in our life we have suffered, we are full of anxiety, sometimes we are happy, sometimes we are unhappy. Think, everyone, let us think back from our childhood till today. How many times we did it? How many nights we slept sleepless because of worries, anxieties? What nonsense. These are unchangeable objects. It has gone back automatically. But intelligent, spiritual person will pay attention. These are permanent, it's impermanent. I don't pay attention. Let me pay my attention to the unchangeable. You call Brahman, we call Ramakrishna, you call Krishna, you can call Christ, whatever you say, God, whatever you say. Now, after that Mumukshutta, then practice devotion to, you need to practice love for that truth. What is the love? According to Sankara, it says devotion is a shasharupa nushanhanang bhakti. You will have to have love for this truth, ultimate truth. Otherwise you cannot hold on. Few days you can hold on and give up. Because goal is too high. So, Shasharupa Anushandhan, again and again, reflecting and finding the truth, go back, go back. That is called Anushandhan, and that is the next step. Now, with this Anushandhan, arch, I want to know what is the truth, where shall I find? Then, so, then he will approach Shankara's suggestion. So, Uposhidet Gurum Pragam, then he will find out where can I get a guru who can guide me, who is a teacher, who can help me in my life. And that pragna, he will be knower of truth or he will be as ideal as possible. With humility, and how will you go? A student searching for God-realization, searching to find the real peace, they will have to go to a teacher with prabha, prasravanam, prasayosivanai. Three things. First, with humility, you go to a teacher and say humbly, yeah, I am in difficulty, please help me. You know? Not that, hey, give me $500 initiation charge. Go, give me. It's not like bar bargaining and business. In spirituality, where there is business, that is not spirituality as is said by our traditional teachers. So here you should go to a wise guru, wise teacher. With humility, first point. Second, use prostration, humble. I need something from you to learn. You are not equal. Mm. Equal cannot give knowledge. And it, if you give, it does not go there. Huh? You have to be down. You put, put something, you want to pour water into something, that should be down. You cannot keep that pot up above to pour water from there. So it should be here, not above. So the second point is prostration and service, serving, so that he will be kind to give you the wisdom what is. That is Shankara's suggestion, again. Yeah? It is not any Babaji, Vaishnava Babaji is saying, go to a guru and fall at his feet, no. But it is Vedanta, highest Vedanta teacher, uh, Shankara is saying. Now, going to guru, what will you do? You have to question. Kashantariyam bhavasindumetat Oh, teacher, please tell me in this world, I am sinking in this world, in the ocean of worldliness. Please, please, kathantareyam, how shall I get out of it? Huh? Please help me to bhavasindhumetat. Kabhagutirme, what will happen to me? Where shall I reach ultimately? I do not know anything. Jane na kinchit, kripaya abamang prabhu. 
oh my teacher please help me rescue me from this sangshara dukkham this is a well of uh, suffering please rescue me from this and then the guru will with his kripa with his blessings give the direction to follow here comes shravana manana nidhidhasa see how many steps are behind ah so not only that's why many people uh, actually misunderstand vedanta because vedanta is the highest truth but that should be have it the student should be very receptive and very clear in understanding and very pure in heart otherwise wrong interpretation everything is done what is that story my hand has killed the cow so and hand is controlled by indra go to indra is not my sin go to indra indra came he was innocent he said hey what has happened bali that man has said that you that the brahmin has killed the cow so he got the sin but he says you have done well okay so he came back and said hey what is beautiful garden who did this and they said this and the brahmin was so overwhelmed hey i did it i brought this i watered this way i fertilized i did this is i i i i i and then in the stories hey your hand doing all good things and when you throw your cow and you got the sin it i did this is the vedanta uh, wrong vedanta no <laughs> another story i tell you sometime that a person who was following vedanta did something wrong and uh, maybe in the social standard what is wrong and he was caught and taken to the uh, judge and judge penalized him and he said that sir i didn't do anything i am atman <laughs> then he said oh i am not penalizing atman <laughs> i am penalizing the body <laughs> which has done this so this is the point unless we ground our understanding on this viveka vairagya sat sampatti mumukshatta to build up our character then anushandhan search for the truth and then going to a teacher and then getting their instruction then follow the instruction and meditate on those things shravana manana deeper and deeper and deeper sadhana huh? then we will we will be able to go uh, to the higher goal and very smoothly and efficiently so this is my idea that i will i'll bring this idea again uh, from this standpoint this is gani standpoint or vedanta gan standpoint we can think the same way we will find that bhakti school also talks about that you will find that the uh, meditation patanjali says about the same thing therefore samadhi is a nice thing we read gospel ramakrishna going to samadhi oh, wow wonderful and i will also get it huh? only mere that will not do the ground work is necessary preparation is necessary that character should be pure mind should be purified every day detachment should to be practiced loving people in a different way not to see the fault of others that is the way all the instructions are there to build up so sometimes we miss these points therefore this idea came in my mind that i should emphasize myself for my my own growth and for if you think that it is good to focus on this side also for as an important step for our spiritual growth to how to look at the very basics of our life the foundation of our spiritual life is this character truthful honest self control mastery focusing on the permanent aspect of thing rejecting what is temporary and moving not pay much attention which we engage ourselves all the time so much outside that we lose the ground lose the energy to look inside us so how we we end here a uh, first question is how to bring the wandering mind back to the ideal during meditation and in daily life when the mind seems to have a mind of its own yeah that is the eternal problem mind has its own choice but that choice we have allowed the mind so many lifetimes in this lifetime also only to uh go as it wanted and it finds immediate joy he get a good ice cream immediately 
the tongue can say, ha, ah, it is good. And the mind gets connected with it. She says, yes, yes, good, good, good. Naturally, that taste gives us back tomorrow when I see again some ice cream. And that has created a natural tendency of the mind to move in that direction. But what can we do? Now we have to change our taste. So we'll have to find that that is good, as we have just analyzed, to find the impermanence, find that it is not beneficial, find it is not ultimately beneficial for my spiritual growth. If we try to restrain ourselves, soma, dhamma, this control, and focus it on. I love the object because there is God in it. But I don't love the object because the object itself. If I can see the presence of the divine in a piece, one beautiful flower, I love that flower. But if my mind, this is the analysis because I am matching with today's discussion. If I love the flower for the flower only and not for seeing anything behind it, then I don't care for it. It will dry out. It will wither. This love is useless wastage of my, of my offering. Offering. This is throwing the pearl among the swines. So I have to analyze that. I have to analyze that that is not happening. If I do day after day, do after day after day, and now new taste will come. A taste of the divine will, then my eyes will open up. I'll be able to see something not as every I used to see. I don't see the flower as flower. I can see the spark of light behind that divine spark. I can look at the moon, not as the moon only, but the light behind that there is the eternal light. That new way, the sasya goloke avasthanam, just we have read, that is to have to samadhanam. Samadhanam means bringing the mind from that external appearance to its root cause. Let us remind us of God. And if we can really practice while we are walking, aware of it, we should. That's why the today's subject, to pay attention to the preliminaries, to the foundational things. So meditation time is a very intense time. But whole day how we live, how we think, how we work, that is very important. And there, our mind goes to those things because Mind didn't find joy in the truth which is within. So what can we do? This is the part of our life's practice. But by practice we have seen many says, many saints have succeeded. And that is the hope. We will also do that. So that analyzing every object critically and that is impermanent. But there is a permanent behind. How to put our attention in that seeing that impermanent what is permanent there? If we practice, start every day, probably it will help us day by day, little by little, little by little. Next question. Three questions asked by this person. We'll read the first one. One of the popular gurus threatened his followers that he would remove information needed for rebirth from their energetic bodies after their death. Is it possible? <laughs> I cannot say what that spiritual teacher has told. If you are a student, you ask him, he will be able to say, I need not have to comment on those things. Uh, yes, if our, our concept is that, that if you believe in the words of Guru and go on spiritual practice, then nothing will harm you. Even you are wrongly directed by your Guru, have faith in him. As we said, Shraddha. And then your rebirth will be taken away uh, or taken, I think, I think this will be secondary point because uh, there is a story of Ekalabba. Ekalabba, he, his guru didn't want to give him the training of archery, but he created a image of his guru, uh, uh, statue. And in front of that statue, he learned the archery, no? And he became top in his profession because faith in guru so i think this is the idea or what will happen i cannot say about that is consciousness the same as life energy or is life energy an accessory to consciousness like the body exactly so like consciousness is the root prana is the energy is the prana 
Our Upanishad says, truth is pranasya prana. He is the energy behind the energy. The, so this display of the energy as we see, behind that is the consciousness. Consciousness is the foundation and everything is expression as like the body. Is dissolution also referring to energetic imprint of human DNA? And is the DNA an impediment to unity with God consciousness? So long we think we live in duality, you call it body, we go to the final level, you call it DNA, but that's also body. So get out of the body idea, that is our scripture says, when the total disidentification with the DNA will happen, then freedom will be experienced. Then there is no DNA and no body and no duality. Only the truth will regain, remain. Why do Hindus seek not coming back into physical form? How do they view their future? Westerners cannot comprehend that. Uh, they don't want to come back, not true. There are groups of devotees who want to come back to see the glory of the Lord and play with the Lord. But most of them, I do not know, it is Eastern or Western, those who feel this world to be joyful, they want to come back. But those who find that this world is not a pleasurable place, it is not joyful, it is not giving me the desired satisfaction. So they will not come. Who wants to go to jail and suffer in the jail? If one, someone says, I like the jail, why shall I uh, not get out of the jail? So it is like that. This world appears in, to be jail when we don't know our divine self. So after realization, of course, if they come, they will see the world differently. Their world is different. But for people like us who are thinking that this world is like a, a confound place where we are, we are restricted in our freedom. Where is our freedom? Tell me. This COVID has come. Have we freedom? Can you get out of it? Something happens in the we are driving in road and someone hits me. Is there any solution? Am I free? I'm bound, bound, bound everywhere. Huh? So whatever I want, do I get it? I will be happy with this. Do I get it? Even a rich person having so much money can fulfill all his desires? No. So this, in this sense, it is a bondage. It is a place. It is a cage. It, or it is a, what you call the jail. So who wants to be in the jail again? But if one becomes free from the jail idea, that means I am no more bound. I am a free soul. So it matters little for him whether he comes back or goes back. But ordinary people, we ordinary people feel this world is horrible, with infested with hunger, thirst, uh, suffering, pleasure, pain, unjust behavior, uh, all these types of things which is actually like a painful place. That's why we want not to come back here. And where to go? We want not to come back here, but we want to stay in a place of absolute joy. So that is the point. Are occult, black magic, and tantra, or any other practices, a threat to human existence, especially after death, post-death? And related question, how to protect from those who seek to destroy our souls? <laughs> yeah, no, no one, <clears throat> I have to think about that anyone is destroying. Our Vedanta will say, we are destroying ourselves. Don't believe all those things. Rather, you work on your own spiritual entity. You think that in you is divine. That is our training. Uh, this, this truth is so powerful that no other things can destroy my uh, inner sanctity and purity. So that is the power which is within we have already. But we have to exercise that power. And these effects will be no more working on that person. It will not work on that person who does not believe in these things. It may have a momentary impact when we are weak. These are the play. It mostly disturbs us when we are weak, weak mind. And when mind becomes strong by thinking of God, 
it becomes because you know who is God, by whose wish the sun, moon, stars, galaxies, there, all the um, infinite uh, universe is being moving and working. What for that person is a fear if we connect with that power, because we are out of connection or disconnected with that power. That's why we feel yes, there are all these troubles, something. And they are affecting our life. Yes, they affect so long we are weak. Who, who, who is affected by the disease? Whose, whose body is weak? Strong body, they don't get affected. So similarly, spiritually strong, these thoughts don't come and affect. And if there is some negativity, we will have to work with the positive thinking. Negative thought by positive thought. That should be our effort. Okay. Thank you. You've been listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Thanks for listening.